What's good? What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of What the Game Means to Me, uh, special edition tonight. Um, we got one of our old coaches, me and Thad's old coaches, and uh, some guys that he coached up uh, that's doing their thing right now in uh, the NCAA college football uh, world. So definitely excited to get into it with them, talk a few things about you know Coach Pickett, um, some of the things he's done for them as young men and uh, as, as growing uh, wide receivers. So today we call it the, uh, the wide receiver room. And um, definitely ready to get into it. But first off, first, got my calls with me again today. That is Bill. How you doing today? What's good, man? You know, it's been a minute since we've been on, um, but it's about time we back. We start kicking it up. You know, football campus is around the corner. I say three weeks away, and then the NFL season and college will be here in about a month or two. So I'm ready to get back to it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, like I said before we get into things, we'll drop the video. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you almost said it for you real quick. L-O-B. Listen, we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James! mindset when you stepped in the batter's box go yard i mean i'm a pitcher why not stay as hard as i can i got nothing to lose it's nothing to man above don't put you in situations that you can't handle instead of saying why me they're saying this is what he want me to do and uh cleveland this is for you the way we approach the game the same way we approach life you do the right thing you make the right play make the right play and in life is the same thing what do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. All right, bet, 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 and we're back. Um, so without further ado, we're going to introduce some of the guys. Of course, we'll start first uh, with the man himself, Coach Pickett. How you doing, sir? How you doing today? What's going on, fellas? Nothing much, nothing much. Long time no Yes, sir. And then, uh, of course, like I said, some of the young men, he's had an effect on both of our lives. We play different positions. But, um, of course, nonetheless, like I said, some of the guys that he's got to you know, coach up and you know, um, be around. First, we'll introduce Cole. Cole, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you guys? Pretty good. 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 How are you all? Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, like I said, um, of course, the podcast called What the Game Mean to Me. I know a few guys that's been on um, that's coming up uh, has been around and know kind of what to do. But uh, um, we know that, you know, so you've been around football all your life. Right now, you go to go to Fordham, right? Yeah, Fordham. Yeah, Fordham, play receiver there. So, we um always love to you know get when we get good, when we get new guys on love to just ask them kind of like what the game means to them so what does football mean uh, meant to you in your life? Yeah, I mean that's a great question. Uh, like I fell in love with the game at a young age, and uh, actually now who's on this podcast too, his dad kind of like coached us up when we were younger, 
And so kind of grew up playing the game. And then um, I think like the more, like the better I got, the more I loved it, you know? And so um, I'm just thankful that I got coached by some great guys, especially Coach Pickett, my receiver coach in high school. They did uh, like a huge part of my recruiting process and um, I'm able to go to school for free. So, I mean, I, like the game means everything to me. Sir, can't, can't complain about that, free education. Yeah. Next we got our guy in the hill. How you doing today, bro? I'm good, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, of course. Same thing, um, kind of introduce yourself, uh, school you go to, and you know, a little bit about what the game of football means to you. Um, I'm in the hill, Nile Perkins. Um, I go, also go to school with uh, Cole at Fordham University. Um, the game to me, it's been a, it's been an inside family thing, so. Pops played football, uncles played football, cousins played football. Um, so that's really driven me to be great, try to surpass them at, at the game of football. Um, it's given me a, a lot of opportunities. I'm at a great academic school, um, following my dreams of playing football and the next level. Of course, of course. Glad to have you on, man. Next, we got our guy, Reese. Reese, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what, you know, what the game of football means to you. Yo, uh, from the hill. Uh, I go to Marshall University right now, and uh, the game—it's uh, the game really gave me uh, a goal in life and uh, some great friends to be around. And like you know, as Cole said, you know, uh, going to school for free, um, and it's—it's it's just been great. And I fell in love with it ever since I was young. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then last but not least, we got our guy. Uh, pretty familiar face. He's been on two times with us. Um, also went to school with him. I'm by a guy, Will Huzzy, ETSU receiver. How are you doing today, bro? Of course, of course. I know you've told us before what the game means to you, but kind of just give us a little inside, um, you know, what football has uh, done for you in your uh, journey. Um, football, what it does for me, get me out of trouble, you know, uh, especially growing up, um, having the my dad's side of the family, you know, and you know, in trouble a lot over there. So football and came out of trouble, got me all the way where I'm at now. Sorry, sorry, but thank you guys, definitely, fellas, for being on. Of course, like I said, definitely going to be a, a fun loaded episode. Um, so we got a bunch of topics that we want to hit on. Uh, of course, kind of like about you guys' journeys, um, and also a few things on the NCAA, um, some NFL talk. And then uh, we'll get into some top fives in a little bit later. Um, but first, first, or first things first, um, kind of open up the the floor for Coach Pickett. Just kind of, I let them introduce themselves. Kind of uh, give a little bit of insight of what these guys kind of meant to you and your coaching journey. Like how, what kind of effect have they had on on you and uh, you know your coaching style? Um, probably uh, I have to start with Will because he was the first one that I coached, um, and probably and the longest one that I coached. Coached for four years, so he. He pretty much set the bar for everybody, but um, once I got to Lanier, um, Cole and Al pretty much were the leaders, and uh, they just they they improved me not only as a coach but it helped me to be become a better man and a better father. Um, not only were they, you know, my players, but I also looked to them as, as sons because I, I play an inspirational role in their life. Like I'm not just here for football; I'm a mentor for them, so they know anytime they need to give a phone call, they need to talk about anything. I'm always here for them. Sir, yes, sir. So, next thing, kind of wanted to get into. Like I said we kind of hit on what the game means to you. All you guys, um, you know, play football in the Gwinnett area, Gwinnett area. You know how you know 
tough that is. It used to be called SEC of the, uh, of the South. Um, kind of biggest thing, I guess, that y'all seen from translating from playing high school ball and under, under Coach Pickett, whether you played Lanier or Duluth, um, and then college ball, what was, like, you know, the difference, just you know, fast pace, you know, workouts obviously probably was a little bit more difficult. Um, just tell us a little bit about, I guess, that, that, that transition from, you know, playing high school ball over to college. Um, you know, we'll go around the horn. Reese, I'll start with you. Um, it's kind of hard to compare right now because I'm only like uh, one weekend to college ball, <laughs> but uh, I I say the biggest difference right now I can tell is is that you know you know in high school it's it's more um like it it's it's more uh it's like you know it's like you know, you got your teammates and then you got your you got your coaches and then like when you like when you it's like there's a difference like when you can get the college ball because like you know he you know my wide receiver coach you know first day he you know he takes me to like the whole playbook and it's it was like a hundred and like some pages and then when I got to workouts like the first day I I, I was pretty much dead and it it, it was almost terrible but <laughs> it, it was but you know it's still a family that i'll say that's the same thing but it's way it's definitely the workouts are way more difficult right now but you know as i go through mm -hmm. my experience i i'm pretty sure i'll have some more stuff to tell the difference with sorry yes sir because um, i do know you only about like you said about a weekend freshman going into his first year um the hill i know you and cole um, like I said, go to school together right now, have a few years under your belt. Um, what's the difference been, um, you know, those first few, I guess these first few years of college ball from high school? Um, I would say high school, you kind of grew up with the people that's around you. You play with them for about 12, 10 years, who knows what. Um, it's definitely more of a family-oriented thing. Once you get to college, it's a business. Those, everybody's out there trying to win a spot, everybody out there trying to play. Um, they're going to be your friends, but once you step on that field, it's like it's, it's a different story. Um, as far as the games, it's definitely faster. Um, depending on what stadium you're playing in, depending on who you're going against, you may not be able to hear yourself think with the crowd screaming. Um, you got your guy against uh, ahead of you. He may be two times bigger than you. It's definitely a wake-up call. You got to get you gotta get yourself right and mentally motivated for that. But, um, I mean, depending on your mentality, it shouldn't be a, 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 as bad as a transition as um, you guys usually think. Yeah, of course, of course. And I know also before I go on the call, I know you used to play receiver at Lanier, but had to switch sides of the ball. Uh, kind of what was that change like? And, you know, was it something that you wanted? Something, you know, the coaches may said like, hey, we're going to put you on this side of the ball. And you kind of just had to, you know, make the adjustments. What was that like? Um, Growing up, I played both sides of the, uh, the ball. So it wasn't really that hard of a transition. I was always technically sound at DB. Um, They were Everybody was telling me if you wanted to play at like the next level, you probably should go to DB. That would be a, a better suit. But receiver too, I was still nice at that. So I mean, I just I just went ahead and took on that DB role because they needed me at the at that spot. Sir, Cole, kind of what uh so the changes that you've had to make or just you know the differences that you've seen in your game um, since yeah. getting over to college. Yeah, so I think definitely like the intensity. It kind of you know like Friday nights. It was like you know. The hometown comes, it's kind of like, you know, let's put on a show. But I feel like in college, I mean, 
you up at like 6 a.m. You grinding like every day. It's like camps talking about um, camps coming up. So like I think the intensity is definitely a different level. And also I uh, like just not knowing like the coverages and like pe people disguising coverages. You know, just the knowledge of the game. I think uh, like you gotta uh, have a bigger knowledge of the game. Sure, for sure. And we'll finish up with Will. Like I said, I know you kind of told us a little bit before, but what was uh, the difference like for you? I know your journey was a little bit different. Um, you kind of talked about maybe some like the struggles and uh, feeling like, you know, you maybe should have been playing a little bit early, um, but had a few people in the ear just telling you your time going to come. Um, so what's it been like for you? And even like these last few years, I know um, even some people that we work with on the network, the Blue Buzz, um, Put you as a pretty much a, a receiver to watch out for this year and you got this conference uh a preseason favorite so uh what has it been like for you um i think the biggest difference from high school and college is the um i could say it's more of a business in college and high school because high school more you just trying to enjoy yourself with your friends for the last for them four years but like as as i hit college pretty much it turned more into a business especially with the nil coming in um, just coming in and, you know, like certain players, it's not signing to certain schools with whoever going to give them the biggest NIL money now. So I feel like the biggest change for me is to see how from high school to college, more taking it as more of a business aspect than just seeing it as a sport aspect. For sure, for sure. Dad, I know you had something that you kind of wanted to ask the guys, um, even though you, just like you, you, you played college football, you kind of know. Um, you know, what it takes and the things and the grinds that you got to uh, face. So I know you wanted to open up the uh, floor and ask them a few questions. Yeah, I just had a question for Cole and the Hill and um, Will, because y'all have already had a season or two in college football. Like, if y'all could go back and change one thing, like, if you could go back to a freshman, what's one thing you would change that you learned, you know, to this point in your career that you would add to your game that would make you a better player? If you could have, you know, added that to your game or established that early on in your career, I can start with you, first in the Hill. Um, me personally, probably studying the playbook. Um, you don't want to be out in the in the game not knowing what the heck you about to do because you will get hurt. <laughs> um, knowing the playbook is definitely one, and then also getting in that weight room. You think you have time, but you really don't. You got to get in that weight room early, soon as possible to get right because those dudes are definitely big. Let me go with you next, Cole. Yeah. So, uh, I think like attention to detail. So, like for me, like. Um, my steps, like, I think Jerry Rice was one of them. He didn't even go on vacation for like two years, just working on his first step. So I feel like, you know, attention to detail, looking how uh, the DB is inside Shea, how to attack him there, outside Shea, just certain, like, little things at the beginning. Um, I think that's what I would have focused on more if I knew. What about you, Will? Uh, part of my maturity level, I feel like when I first got to college, um, I'm still thinking stuff is, part, stuff is gonna go my way. Like, you know, just coming out of high school, um, Duluth being that guy, and then thinking I was going to be that guy right right when I first uh, stepped foot on campus for uh, college football. It was kind of a wake-up call. So if I can go back to my freshman and just work on how much I was back then, I think that would have been a plus through when I am, how mature I am now. Yeah. Sure. These are all notes that uh, you can get under your belt, Reese. Um, like I said, first year in, so definitely take notes from, the, from these guys for sure. But uh, pick it um, kind of with you. Like, I know you said, you know, obviously you've been close with the guys. I know, you you know, off season, you, you know, you guys are always out working. I'm always watching y'all um, and seeing the kind of like the work you put in. What's the diff biggest difference, I guess, you've seen maybe for their games from when they've uh, 
you know, step foot on college, uh, college campus and, you know, kind of things that you know, they've changed to, to make themselves better players? Uh, for Colin now, uh, one thing I would definitely say, um, they definitely put weight on. Um, they did eat in high school, but they've eaten more in college, which is, you know, the, once you get in college, they put you on a meal plan. So um, another thing with them, you know, they were very, very high academic kids at Lanier. Um, so that was not an issue for them going in to it. Um, they, they stay heavy into the books. Um, even with Will, um, his academics even improved uh, tremendously when he got to East Tennessee State. Um, so just uh, for me, for them three, basically the maturity level. Um, they, they matured from when they, you know, left left high school to go to college. Um, for Reese, that, that's the biggest thing that I can tell you, man. You just, like I, like I told you before, you just got to, it, it's all about you now. Like this is it's truly a business. Like you ain't there. You are there to make friends, but you're not there to make friends. Like it's, it's all about you getting yours and, and what you're going to do to to elevate your game to the next level. For sure, for sure. And one thing I did, you know, didn't mention in the beginning. Um, obviously, you are a wide receiver coach. You've been a wide receiver coach for the last few years. Um, now at Northview, but you used to play wide receiver yourself at Delaware, Delaware State, Delaware State um, yeah, as a walk-on. So, kind of, I guess, what are the things that you know that you've and it's probably gonna come up next? We'll uh, ask with the coach Pickett effect. But what are some of the things that you know your journey in life kind of that you had to get instilled or someone instilled in you that you've been able to pass on to these young men? Um, for Reese, I mean, you know, and like he's heard before, you got to get in that playbook. If you, if you don't get in that playbook now, like you're going, you're going to be left behind because in college, they don't, they don't reteach nothing. It's, they go over this that one day and then the next day they're going over something else. So you got to hit that playbook and study it on your own. Anytime you got, you got downtime in your room, be in the playbook. Um, for me, I know because I was a walk on, um, I stayed up. My junior year, going into my junior year, I stayed up and worked out both summer sessions. And the special teams coordinator, you know, he's seen that in me. So, I mean, if you gotta, you, if you gotta stay up in summer and and do summer school and work out, that's the best advice I can give to you. I know Nile is doing that right now. Um, he did have a, a knee injury, so he was, you know, he's staying up there taking summer classes and also rehabbing his knee. So he's he's somewhat ahead of the game right now because he's able to do that. Um, but Cole and Will have both, you know, they've been at least at one of the summer sessions working out, so they know what it's all about. So, I mean, now being in college, I learned, you know, there's no point in you coming home and, and trying to, you know, hang out with your friends and your family. Like, this is truly a business. Like, if this is something that you love, you got to stay up there and grind and put the work in so that the coaches can see that you are about business so that you can get on the field. Sorry, yes, sir. Next, I kind of wanted to ask, like I said, the coach picket effect. Like I said, I wanted to kind of let you, you know, give insight on things that you've been able to teach them. But, fellas, if there was, like, one word or, like, one skill set that, you know, Coach Pickett may have, uh, you know, instilled in you, what would you say it would be? Um, Reese, I'll start with you. Uh, i definitely say, uh, you know, at Lanier, you know, my sophomore year, you know, coming out as a freshman, you know, I was just, you know, I was just – I would just say I was more athletic than everybody, and I just used – you know, my athleticism to my, uh, like, you know, that, that was that was my game. But then, you know, when I uh, got moved to the varsity and, you know, that next year, you know, Coach Pickett, he, he taught me, you know, how to use technique, you know, what moves to use off the line, you know, the DB's pressing. And definitely on, you know, the top of my route on my cuts, basically, basically had to just get, like, get open, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? 
And uh, I say the technique part of the game, he definitely, you know, started me on and I was able to build on, on top of that through my years in high school. Yes, sir. Re, uh, Nahil, my fault. Uh, what's one thing you think uh, Coach Pickett instilled in you, like I said, whether it be a skill on the field or off the field? Um, I would definitely say stay driven, stay motivated. Um, in my days of high school, I definitely had a rough up and down patch. Um, sophomore year, I wasn't playing too much varsity. I definitely played, I played uh, a lot of JV. Um, going to my junior year, Coach Pickett came. Um, he seen something in me, so he had me uh, rotating that also receiver and DB. I was always in my head because I'm like, I know I can play, I know I can play, but some of the coaches are like, oh, he's too little, he's too small. But Coach Bigger was like, yo, don't listen to that, don't listen to that. You know what you can do, you know how you can play, and you're going to show out. Um, senior year came, went ahead and did that, showed out. Coach Pickett helped me out with the um, offers. He definitely, dude, if it wasn't for Coach Pickett, dumb offers would probably not have came because Coach Pickett, <laughs> he'd be working that phone, boy. I'm telling you, he'd be working that phone. But staying driven, um, not letting nobody tell me what I can and can't do and doing it on my own because I was a small guy, so I went ahead and did what I had to do. Cole, Cole, what, uh, what you got? Yeah, so like uh, Coach Pickett said, he's not, you know, most of the time. But now he's not all talk. Uh, well, he's talking about being like a mentor and stuff. I feel like no matter what it is, home or away, if I got questions, Coach Pickett's going to be there. He got our back. And I think, like, that trust is built over the years, you know. At first, a new coach comes over, you know, you're like, oh, I don't know, like, what he's going to teach me? You don't really trust him. But then I think just over the years, I mean, Coach really uh, backs up whatever he says. So um, just being a mentor, that would be the one word for him. Yeah, for sure. So, no, me and Dad probably – Definitely could attest to that. We had a lot of new coaches coming in and out for sure. The four years that we was in Duluth. So, Will, what uh, what would you say? Like I said, probably you. He was your first player. You had him on four years. So, uh, what's uh something that Pick has been able to instill in you? Um, I say control, without control. Knowing you know Duluth is not. We wasn't really a good football team <laughs> but now, but um, so it's only like. Probably like four of us that actually had a chance to go to to go play college. So you know, he would just tell us, "I mean, you can't worry about how everybody else is gonna perform. You just got to for yourself and see what happens." And um, for him to put that, to give me that, you know, what I'm saying it got me where I'm at now. So um, I say, control what I can control. Played a key role in my life. Sorry, sir. With that, like I said, I know you want to kind of ask him too a little bit. A little bit of kind of like a fun question. Um, yeah. Um. So I say so far in your career, you can include college as well or high school, but like your most memorable or forgettable game, like say you caught the game winning touchdown to take you out of state or to win the region, or if you play DB, you got burned on a double move or you got mossed with, you know, a couple seconds on the clock, or you, you know, you, you gave up a big play to let them get in field goal range to win the game or tie the game to take in the OT. So uh, shutting off with you first, Reese, what's your worst moment? Our most forgettable game you've had in your career so far. You could choose uh, my phone. You could choose best or worst, whichever whichever one you want. I'm to trying say. to hear both. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like it's really like a a combined type of thing. Uh, well, Coach Pickett wasn't there, but I'll definitely say my senior year. Um, we were playing the Cuba, and everybody over near knows, like you know, when we play the Cuba, you know, we go in with the mindset to win, but we we never came up on top and you know we 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 played that game and we it, it was like 
I think it was like like fifty like seven at like halftime. Like yeah, we were playing really bad. But that game I had like I think like three like three touchdowns and then like I had like a hundred and like sixty yards and like eight catches. And I I I mean I did good, but I, you know, yeah, I, yeah, it was definitely a game I want to forget. But it was one of my best games I ever played. So, what about you, Nahil? Um, might have to expose myself. Mine's definitely the Final Four game against Lee County. That's something I would love to forget. Will hold you. That was probably one of the first games that I really strictly played nickel. And to, like I was junior year, and I wasn't really a nickel back. Didn't know how to play it. They just threw me out there because I they was trying to give me they was trying to give me some type of play. And this little freshman receiver, I don't know if he was a freshman or sophomore. I don't know what that dude was like six three, six four, fifty as hell, fast too. Broke me down two, three times. I broke he broke my ankles two times in the same play. I definitely would love to forget that. And then um something memorably um. This this past year we had played at Nebraska. Um, that the stadium was crazy. It was unreal, packed out stadium. It was like ninety thousand fans, ninety five thousand fans. I forgot you could barely hear yourself on the field. And then Stony Brook, I got my first career interception, collegiate interception. So those two games I would definitely uh, remember. What about you, Cole? Yeah, so uh, one I would like to forget. Probably my junior year is my first start. We playing PC Ridge, and uh. We call it like a flood concept. First play, drop it. We come back. We like run the ball, come back to the next play. On the same play, open again, dropped it. Like, I mean, <laughs> I was so nervous that first game, but so that's probably a forgettable one. Memorable, I mean, there's so many. Um, my senior year, I had three touchdowns in the first half against uh, Central Gwinnett. The same year, caught the game winning touchdown to go to take us to the second round against Mays. And then, like now said, we played Nebraska. I mean, that's just, you can't really, like, get over that moment. I wish I could go back It was uh, and just soak it in one more time. What about you, Huzzy? Um, Itable, probably um, high school, sophomore, and my senior year, we lost to Meadow Creek. Meadow Creek hot, hot, hot. <laughs> he said three different years. <laughs> Gosh, boy. Them two years was, that's probably the most of um worst forgettable moments but um most uh memorable moments so far um i probably just say um my sophomore year in college when i um against chattanooga when i ended up on espn because that's something you just dream about growing up to be on like espn top 10 so that was a big moment for me yeah yeah that one hand to catch pick it you can't uh can't let you slide without letting us know your uh you know, your forgettable moment, your memorable game. So, what uh, uh from Delaware State days, if you can remember, what uh, what you got? Oh, you know, froze up, man. Then froze. He'll hop back on in a second. Though we could probably. Oh, there you go. My uh, forgettable one. I will say it probably had to be his senior year. We played Metal Creek. Um. Yeah, that that one I want to I want to put that to never forget. Now nah, I just want to throw that one away because it was bad. Um, memorable one. Probably have to be. Uh, um, that's who made it. Choose from. 
beating uh beating coffee to go to the final four. First year yelling there. Okay. What about as a player? As a player, uh most memorable one would probably have to be my first game that I got in. Um we played Hampton. Uh, I got on kickoff and uh, made two tackles that game. And uh, after that, I got named uh, special teams player of the, of the week and stayed on kickoff and finished the season with uh, nine tackles and probably was a special teams uh, player of the year. You ain't got no forgettable moments. Uh, college? Uh my junior, no, my sophomore year, we went and played Howard, and literally we got off the bus, didn't stretch or anything, and oh, yeah. had to go in that game. And if we would have won that game, we would have uh, been MEAC champs, um, but we wound up losing that one. My other, my other memorable game would be uh, the um, MEAC championship game in 07. Uh, we were down 28 to three with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, oh, and we came back and Patriots. won. Uh, I mean, we're down 21 to three, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, and we came back and won in overtime 28 21. Boy, y'all, little uh, Patriots versus Falcons there. And then you ever said you became the champs, right? I think I remember yeah. you saying that. All right, all right. And last one, because I know a few of y'all might have to uh skate soon, and of course, like I said, appreciate y'all for being on. Um, but definitely wanted to get maybe like those top three things that you need as a receiver, um, like those top three things that you need in your bag, whether it's a move. Um, whether it's like say, a certain a certain skill set, strong hands, whatever the case may be, three things you feel like you need as a receiver. Um, we'll go back, we'll reverse it. We'll start with Huzzy. What you think? Hands. Uh, you can't do this. And um, last one, I'll say, I probably say balance. Knowing that you going one on one, you're trying to get open while somebody's. Bumping, um, bumping you while you're running. So I say, on a big, big. Sir, Cole, what you think? Top three things that you need as a as receiver. Yeah, so I think uh, like route running, being able to get open. I mean, it's pretty hard to catch the ball if you covered up. And then uh, I think, uh, let's see, hands. You gotta be able to catch the ball with like in those tight windows, especially in college. Like they they close up a lot. So having strong hands. And uh, last one, uh, I like catching deep balls, so being able to stack uh, DBs. Neil, what you got? Um, I would say feet, having good feet off the ball, um, knowing who you're going against, knowing the defense, knowing if I should break down early, if I should um, keep pushing it, and then probably routes, yeah, probably routes, route running. Finish off with you, uh, filling up with you, Reese. Top three things that you feel like you need as a receiver. Um, I definitely say feet too. You definitely need, you know, good feet in order to get open. Uh, I say hands too, and then um, I probably say uh, like discipline, you know, coachable. Got to learn from the coaches. Yes, sir. So definitely, I say definitely got to learn from the coaches. Like I say you don't know everything, but that does it kind of. Um, kind of wanted to get into some hot topics as well. Um, like I said, 
some of just the things that's going on, NCAA going on, just NFL world, football in general. Um, I know hit, hit, uh, Huzzy hit on it in the beginning of the show. Um, but just like that in the NIL, NCAA, um, some of those things, obviously, that's taken over. It's pretty new, still pretty fresh. Um, but just kind of went to get you guys' insight on it since you guys are, you know, living it right now. Um, maybe see some, you know, certain teammates, if not you guys as yourselves, um, some of these deals and maybe, you know, how it's helped, you know, your exposure or, um, you know, even in a negative way, if you've seen certain guys, you know, hit the transfer portal and, you know, go somewhere else, you know, for a little bit of money. So kind of uh, what's your thoughts on, you know, first your thoughts on it and then just anything that you've seen, you know, it's kind of affected, you know, either your team or a player, uh, anything in you know, that nature. Will, what, do you, what have you seen? Oh, might have froze up too. You can hear it as well. Oh, I see. Oh, oh and cons for small schools for people to get. Like, the... Y'all hear me? Y'all hear me? Oh, yeah, we got you now. Yeah, yeah, we got you. Trying to tweak it. You might not hear us. You probably can't hear us. Go yeah, ahead, Cole. If you, if you can hear us, Cole, let us know what you, how you feel about the NIL and stuff. Yeah, so uh, I think NIL is a good thing for us because, like, um, I don't know if, like, the normal person would know, but we are, like, super busy between, like, football practices, live, um, and, like, school and stuff. So, like, we don't have time to get, like, a regular job. So, I mean, like, if you want to go out for, like, a, you know, chill with your buddies, go out and do something for, like, a weekend or something, it's kind of hard to get that income. So I think like for all our hard work, I think um, and, like, you know, giving back to the university, we bring in like a lot of the revenue. So I think it's good to give back to some of the players. Um, we're putting our bodies out there week in and week out. Um, but like personally, uh, small schools, um, not very many people have NIL. So I think uh, um, it's kind of hard to, I haven't seen it in my, uh, with people leaving for NIL deals or not. So uh, personally, I haven't seen it impact a lot of people, but I know some people at bigger schools, and uh, they said that they uh, they enjoy it so far. How you feel, Huzzy, about the NIO, and how it's benefited maybe you or some of your teammates? First off, y'all can hear me now. Yeah. Yeah, we got you. Okay. Um. So far, I've seen pros and cons with it. For me, though, i got three companies so far. One of them is limited assets. They make it's a clothing line. Another one's another clothing line. It's by Posture. I'm wearing it right now. Uh, shout out to my boy, um, Brad Coleman. He uh, used to coach at Ridge, and uh, he hit me up about it. He wanted to sign with him, so I signed a deal with him. Um, uh, RP to him, he just uh, passed away a couple of days ago. Um, so, um, I mean, they gave me money in my pockets. I mean, they company's been looking out for me, putting money in my pocket with it. Um, from, that's a pros for me. The cons I've seen with it, I have seen players, like, leave certain schools because other schools some, other schools are now, like, putting NIL deals within their scholarships now. So, um, I mean, if you're looking at it from your from your perspective, it's a um, pro. I mean, you're gonna leave somewhere to put where they put money in your pockets, and then but on the bad side about it, you're leaving the teammates you came up with and stuff. So it plays on both sides of it the way you look at it. To me, but that's just for me though. How you feel about it, Nihil? 
Um, yeah, same. Coming from small school, we don't really see that much of the NIL action so far yet. Um, but I feel like it has a positive impact on some people because, like what Cole said, there's a lot of there's not that much time to work. You really is just books and football, twenty four seven, day in and day out. Um, I do know some friends at bigger schools that do have NIL deals, and it, it looks like it's helping them out financially. And um, yeah, I, I support it. Reese, how do you feel? I know Morris Hill is D2, but it's one of the better D2 schools. So how do you feel about NIL and how it's benefited maybe some of your teammates? Uh, you know, as I said, I'm like a weekend, so it's kind of, yeah. you know, it's kind of hard. I don't really, I don't really know NIL like that, but, uh, I do think, I do think it's positive and I do think it helps out players. So I definitely don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, personally, me, I'm all for it. You know, pay, players getting played, uh, paid, what they do for the university, all the money they bring in, the fans, uh, the money they bring in during the games for, you know, winning the championships uh, uh, for the conference or whatever it is, or SCF. So I'm all for it. The only thing I don't really like is how it brings bidding wars. Like some kid will commit to Georgia or Alabama just because he gets 100000 more when Bama might be a better fit. That's the only thing I have a little bit of a problem with. But I'm good with the players getting their money because I know the sacrifice y'all go through that y'all about to go through with Cam where y'all are going to have like six hours of free time and that is just to sleep pretty much. So I'm all for the NIO. What about you, Coach Pickett? How do you feel about it? Um, and I, how, do you, hold on, how do you feel about it? And I already know you wish that you were playing around this time. <laughs> I definitely do wish it was around my time. But I mean, it, it's – it's beneficial for these athletes. I mean, they, the, the the time and effort that they give. I mean, like just like Nile said. I mean, it's really nothing but books and 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 football. Like, it's is rarely, especially in season, rarely do you get downtime. Like, it's you waking up at six in the morning, you going to work. You know, you going to workouts or you know you going to practice and you got film study and all that. So, um, it, it's beneficial for them to uh to, you know to get paid for what they do. Um, the con of it, I mean, you know, like, like all of them said, you know, it's, if you, you, you get paid, like you said, you know, you, you can, you can get a hundred thousand dollars more to, to go to Alabama over Georgia and, or Georgia over Alabama. And, you know, one of them might not be the better fit. Um, so it, it's, it is, it is beneficial, but it does have, it does have its cons. And one more thing before we move on, I want to add, like, I just feel like, I know that this might this shouldn't, and it might not be the mindset with y'all. I just feel like some players might start to get complacent and lazy. Like they got a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars in their bank account, they don't want to put in that extra work after practice or after six a.m. runs or mat drills. They're not going to catch the extra hundred balls and stuff like that. So I just feel like the money can make some people complacent. I know some people have bigger dreams to feed their family for the rest of their lives and go to the league, but some guys see that money in their account and they're like, man, I don't really need this. I'm already here. I, I'm going to school for free. I got girls, you know, I got girls, I got money, everything I need. So that's the only thing I'm scared about with some of these athletes and the money. Yeah, I feel that too. I'm on that side. Cause I'm thinking like, you know, you see a little bit, like it's not the same compared comparison really, but like even kids nowadays in basketball, cause like that's why I coach, I coach basketball. Like, and you see them going to maybe like the G league or they'll hit overseas for a little bit. Um, and not want to like make that extra step and go to you know to college. Like now, obviously, it's a little bit of a change because the NIL deals. But beforehand, it's like they're leaving or not leaving, but they're like entering too early to where they're not be able to develop some of the skill sets. That's probably skill sets and like business sets and like other things that's necessary to develop. You know, just as young people, they just kind of like just going in relying on the athleticism and like you just said that it's probably not obviously any of y'all. 
Um, but that complacency, I think it may set in to where like the skill set and like certain things that they need to work on to reach that higher level, like NFL wise, like I think the product could become a little sloppy if that makes sense. Like kids just really relying just on pure like, you know, talent, but like at y'all level and beyond, everybody's talented, everybody's fast, everybody can do, you know, just about anything that you, you know you guys can do. So that's kind of like the thing I'm scared about as well. But because definitely like the bidding war, I think that's that's just gonna mess up a lot of different things. But that kind of you know segues into like the next thing I kind of wanted to ask y'all about. You know, obviously it's not affecting any of y'all schools, um, but like some of these thoughts on these mega conferences that's supposed to be, you know, coming to fruition in the next year or two. Obviously, UCLA, um, USC leaving the uh Pac 12. We have talks of you know ACC almost you know probably gonna implode soon as well. Um, so kind of like what's y'all thoughts on these like mega conferences and you know. Do you feel like it, you know, it's good, you know, good to the game or good for obviously like I said, these power five schools, but even like how does it affect you feel like or can affect um you guys at schools, conferences, and even kids coming, you know, behind you guys, um, maybe you know, going to Ford or Marshall or ETSU. Uh Nahil, I'll start with you. Um, I mean, I guess it's like 50-50 kind of. We've seen people in our conferences already leaving FCS to go bump up to the FBS level because, I mean, those those conferences are losing teams and they need to fill those spots with other teams. So I've seen a couple teams already leave and go to those schools. Um, Personally, I feel like people – if you, you go to SCS, you go to ACC, that's probably where the money's at. So those schools are looking as far as television, who's televised more, who's this, who's that. So – I mean, I guess they're looking for their best interest. Cole, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I can I see it both ways. If you uh, I think it's gonna bring out a lot more like uh, competitiveness. You know, iron sharpens iron. So I think we're gonna see some like real good football week in and week out. There'll be less of these uh, you know, games where they pay teams to come and just like you know whoop up on them. So I think like it's kind of gonna be like more like the NFL. You know, like week in week out, you gotta be locked in and. You get like it's just uh you're not gonna have like those foo foo games, you know? So <laughs> yeah. I, I mean that. I can see it both ways, but at the same time, like body needs to rest, you know, you may need that week of recovery. So I know I can see it both ways. Well, what you feel? Um, like Cole said, I mean it can go both ways. I mean it's gonna cancel a lot more of the like just pay to buy teams that will get an easy win. But then at the same time, um, perfect example, Vandy tried to do the same thing with us, and we ended up being Vandy. They gave us money to beat, it, beat them. So, I mean, I see it both ways as, as well. Exactly. Reese, like I, said, I know you're new to it, but what do you feel like it may uh, have an effect on? Uh, I feel like it's pretty, you know, it, it makes you know makes games more interesting. Um uh, and I also feel like, you know, it, it could be a bad thing, too, with, like, you know, other schools, you know, having to, like, you know, bump up from FCS to FBS to, in order to fill those schools that are leaving to go to other conferences. So I feel like it goes both ways, too. Big, what's your thoughts on it? I think it's going to hurt college football. Um, and I'll just use all, all four of them, you know, as examples. Like, you know, so now Cole and, and, and Will, you know, they both at the FCS level. So like they like like Nile and Cole say, you know, they went and played Nebraska last year. I mean, they they that's an opportunity for Ivy League school, you know, to go do that. Like, so if they get if the Big Ten or ACC does implode, like you know, it, it's gonna be hard for them to to try and find a game. Like, 
for for Will, like they're going to play Mississippi State this season. So they got to try and find to fill, fill that void or whatnot. And then for, for, for Reese, I mean, he's at a D2 school. So does he have the opportunity to go play at FCS school? Like that's Reese and Will play each other the first game of the season. So, I mean, that's good for it for a D2 school. So it, I think it's going to hurt football. Me personally, I, I, I don't agree with it. Like I know SEC already said they don't want to go no more than 16 teams. So it's 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 gonna be, it ain't gonna be set in stone, but it's 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 not it's not gonna be good for college football if they do it. Dad, what do you think? Oh uh, no, I, I see it both ways. I like it for the competition. Uh, I do think as a Florida State fan, we don't need to go join the SEC because we can't even compete in the ACC right now. So, but like yeah, the FCS schools, uh, if they combine and stuff, the FCS schools not getting that money game is really gonna hurt. Um, you know, for some team, this exposure and some teams, some schools just really need that money. Like that 900000 or 800000 or even a million goes a long way for uh, for some of those schools. So I see it both ways. But the mega conferences will bring more competitive, you know, ball because the ACC has fell off a little bit. Um, and like the who, what is it? The Pac-12 teams joining the Big mm-hmm. 12 or the Big 10, I think that's going to be good. But for the lower schools, I think it will hurt. Like I mean, but but I mean, yeah, the 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 competitive is going to be good. But like you just said, the Florida States, the Clemsons, the Miamis, the North Carolina football wise, are they going to be able to compete in the SEC week in and week out? No, no, absolutely not at all. Basketball, maybe yes, but football, it's not going to happen. Now, truthfully, yeah, UCLA and USC are leaving the Pac-12 to come to the Big Ten. But are those boys going to be ready to play in the cold when it's time to go to Iowa, when it's time to go to Michigan or Ohio State? Some of them boys might not be built for that. No, you're right. And that 12 o'clock kickoff. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they're used to that to that hot atmosphere. So a lot of that plays a factor. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, that's all about it. That's the main thing I was thinking about. I like to see the jokes and stuff on Twitter. But uh, moving on a little bit to uh, like I said, NFL player. Just kind of add thoughts. I know me, I think Will talked about this before, but just uh, – certain guys playing sports that you know they feeling like they could play sports or switch sports that you know they shouldn't but news came out Le'Veon's not playing football this year focusing solely on boxing I think he has an upcoming match with Adrian Peterson sometime I think was it next year so just kind of funny to me um just thoughts on you know certain players or you don't even got to be NFL but just players feeling like they can kind of like just drop a sport pick up another one and and start playing but uh what y'all think about Le'Veon being a boxer um Dad, what you think? I'll start. Yeah, honestly, I'm gonna go real quick and go first. Um, for one, people thinking they could go from football to boxing, this is not sweet. Those people have been boxing for like 10 and 15 years, training their whole lives since they was like eight years old. So uh you're gonna get hurt switching over. That's why he's boxing somebody else, though, like AP. But uh him talking about he's taking the year off of football, it's pretty much nobody signed him. Um, if he had a guaranteed contract, he'd be getting ready for camp right now. And it's kind of sad to see because Le'Veon was on kind of like, in my opinion, the Hall of Fame trajectory when he was with the Steelers, putting up those years of like 1,800 all-purpose yards and stuff. And he was one of the top three backs for a while. But ever since that contract dispute and he left and went to the Jets, it's just been downhill. So it's sad to see. But uh, they're going to get paid and people going to watch. I know I'm going to watch, but it's kind of sad to see it in a way. I don't know, though. But maybe he'll be good at boxing. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think so. Yeah, what you think? I mean, we've seen it time and time again. We've seen fast NBA players. We've seen NFL players go and try to hop in the ring and think they can do something because I'm, I'm athletic, I'm big, and then get their ass knocked out in the first round or second. Yeah. Boxing is, is, a, is a different breed, bro. That That's 
endurance, power. I mean, you you think street fighting is the same as professional boxing, but it's not. It's, it's two different things, but we'll see. What you got, I mean, uh, when I first seen it, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, you know, but, you know, now I was saying, like, you know, we've seen it before. We've seen, like, YouTubers thinking they're, like, Floyd Mayweather, thinking, you know, they can go in the ring and just box whoever, and then they can just be, you know, the great at the sport. But um, I, I feel like it's going to be entertaining, but do I feel like it's a good move for uh, Le'Veon? No, uh, but we'll see. Cole, what you got? Nah. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's going to be good for like entertainment purposes. I don't think it'll be that bad because like we are talking about some of the, you know, like you were saying, like some of the best running backs to come through, at least in my era. So I think like it'll, it'll just be, at least it won't be like just like a hugging match, I feel like. You know, I feel like they'll at least, like, bring some entertainment. So, I don't know. I guess depending, like, if you don't think your NFL career is going that well, like you say, kind of after that contract, I mean, instead of sitting on the bench, maybe at least now he gets to do this, you know? If the money talk, if the money yeah. talk. That's what I'm about to say. I think it's, just, it's all money purposes because if you box, you just got to fight one time and you, you got you a, a nice little meal or so in your pocket. But, Will, what you thinking? I'm not too big of a fan on it. I think it's stupid. But then at the same time, you want you the one whatever you want. It's your body. You know, if you want to do something different, I mean by any means go for it. But I don't think it's a good move. I think I think it's just like y'all said, it's just good thing and purposes. Coach will finish up with you. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with it. I just I just hope he don't get knocked out like uh like Nate did. I mean, so I mean, it is but he is fair. Has, has AP had any type of ring experience either? Like I don't, I don't I mean that. I mean, in, in that aspect with them too, I mean, it, it'll be entertaining. But I mean, like that, I said, he's he doing it because, you know, he didn't he didn't get picked up by nobody. Like, I mean, so yeah, he's doing, he doing it for the money pretty much. Hey, we see, we saw Frank Gore box. So I was just about you know, to I say, he was going to be straight. So right. going, yeah, he lost. Who he lose to? I forgot. It was bad. Yeah, yeah Darren Williams. Oh, wow. Jesus. It was bad. Yeah. But yeah, I, was, I just thought it was funny that he said that, um, you know, he's almost like a, to me, like, I know not as bad, but like a little A.B. cousin. Like, it's something with that Steelers organization that did something to them because he, well, he was trying to rap and he was in some other stuff too, uh, Le'Veon was. So, I don't know, just definitely weird characters that uh, that they produce over there in Pittsburgh. But kind of finish things off, um, we'll close out the show with this. Um Top five wide receivers in the game right now. I know picking and will and us, we did we did overall, um, or just top five favorites in general. But top five in the game right now. I know these past few years have kind of you know been a little bit different. Obviously, Michael Thomas has been out. Diggs, although has always been talented, has kind of burst onto the scene with the trade to Buffalo, um, and a few other rookies have just come to the league and just just wowed us. You know, wild us all. So, top five, your top five receivers in the game right now. Uh, Coach Pickett, I'll start with you and work our way down. Uh, I'm going to go Diggs. Is it no order or in order? Nah, no order. Uh, I got to throw, I got to throw Jamar Chase in there. Um, Ain't one year. Sheesh. Uh, it was, 
Tyreek Hill. Uh, that three. Um, I don't know no other two right now. You gotta come back to me with that. On the top three right now. Yeah. All right. I'll go. I'll ride with that. I know you're missing a good amount, but uh. I'll hit you next in the hill. What do you uh, what do you think? Coming in my head right now. You say D Hop, bro. <laughs> no. Okay. I say D Hop. Um Justin. Justin Jefferson went stupid. He went crazy. Uh Jamar Chase, Diggs. And I mean, I know he got a lot of hate, but you gotta throw Coop in there too. I like that pick. I like that. Cole, what you think? You're on mute, bro. There you go. Y'all hear me? Yeah. yeah good. Okay. I think we're missing a big one right here. Devontae Adams. I got it there. Um, Debo, Cooper Cup. Uh, now I'm going to go with Diggs and uh, Justin Jefferson. Will, what do you think? Um, I say Cooper, Devontae Adams. Um... Tariq Hill. How many is that? Is that three? Yeah. yeah. I say Kenny Allen. Ooh. And then for my last one, I'm going to have to put Amari Cooper in there, too. I like his routes. Oh, what? <laughs> I like Amari Cooper routes. Oh, Will always so, we'll always got some surprise five. answers. Oh, maybe Amari like, maybe like three five. years ago. Maybe like three years ago, top five. Um, oh man, uh, definitely Diggs, Devontae Adams, uh, I'll go Tyreek Hill, uh, D Hop, definitely, and then last one, I'll probably go. I mean, just based on this season, I'm yeah, I might have to go Cooper Cup too, number five. I think I don't think it's I don't think it's a, a big thing not to be adding Cooper. I think Cooper been one of the top like at least the past two three years. But that I like I like Jamar Chase, but I, I'm gonna go with Cooper Cup. I mean, nah, Jamar. Cooper got to be in there. I'm I'm a Cooper Cup fan. Maybe that might just be because uh he be helping me out in fantasy a lot. But that who you got? Oh um, my five. I'm, I definitely can't do order, but I got Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, uh, Diggs, and then five. It's like 5A and 5B. For now, I'm going to go Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. But if I had to choose, I'm going to be honest, I would take Justin Jefferson, even though Chase was better in college. Because, you know, Jefferson can play in the slot, too. He can play everywhere. Um, he's versatile. He can run any route. He catches everything. He'll go get it. Um, it's tough, but I think I'll take Jefferson over Chase. But I don't know. I think Bro and Chase got that connection. They're going to be together for a long, long time. So in the long run, he might be better. But that's my five. I think Chase going to be a one-year hitter. I don't think you can turn up like that and fall off. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Unless he get cocky and go back to Louisiana and start doing some crazy stuff during the offseason, he should be straight. Right. Yeah, he was and that was like he was pulling there's not not really a number another number one receiver on that team. So he was pulling the best DBs every week and still doing that. So there's no way he falls off that much. Nah. And then you know with their receiving core, they kinda I mean, he's obviously the number one, but they kinda deep. They got uh Higgins, yeah. they got Tyler Boyd, who was pretty straight before they came, so 
I don't know. I think they in my opinion, that's probably one of the top receiving cores in the league. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Top yeah, three could, at least. You can do uh, we probably it's probably gonna take a minute to think about it, but I can say you can you couldn't think of your other two pick, you can do top three receiving cores in the league. My other two, uh I gotta go Coop and uh Devontae. So, yeah, you was missing something, you was forgetting him for a second. I say you 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 seem not to agree with some of Will's picks. Why is that? I'm a, I won. I'm. I'm. Boy, he not with. He not with Dallas no more. I'm not a. I'm not a. I wasn't. I wasn't a Mari Cooper fan when he was with Dallas because I'm an Eagles fan. So. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. But uh, he, what he getting ready to go to? We Cleveland now, so we'll, we'll see what he do. That's true. Forgot. Uh, I'm surprised you ain't say your boy. Uh, AJ. No. Ain't, ain't, ain't no top AJ five. AJ Brown. Nah, nah. He not top five. Not nah. I gotta, I gotta see what he's gonna do this year. He top. I, I, he, I say probably top fifteen. He not top five though. Most of I ain't put Debo up there. I don't think Debo top five. Debo said. Be honest. He not. He not. A, he, not a, he not a. To me. He not what? The, the way San Francisco <laughs> use him, he not a legit receiver. They put him Thank all you. over the field. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. They move him around. They play, he play running back. He play slide. He don't matter. Debo is that guy. No, he's not. If you if you move him to an offense where he gonna be strictly receiver, then let me see him put the numbers up. He could do that. Oh, okay. yeah. no, That's what happens when you play football. If you, <laughs> I agree with you. They they moving around. He's, he's a me, he gonna go so out and just play strictly so receiver. So if you put if you put, him, if you put him with Cincinnati and take Jamar Chase out, is Debo Samuel gonna be the number one guy? He's still doing what he do. What you mean? Oh, oh, oh he's not that. He will not do what Jamar does. Nah, there's a there's a reason why he don't want to play running and back. And that's Jamar Chase's first play. year, first of all. So they're gonna know how to stick his ass next year. It's not gonna be he sweet. Believe it. He believes it himself. DB is not gonna be sweet. That's all I'm saying. If the, if he if he gonna play strictly receiver next year with San Francisco, let me see him put the numbers up. And that's why I don't think he would have got paid. San Francisco Cisco didn't want to pay him like that either. Mm-hmm. If he was trying to switch back to strictly receiver, because he was complaining about all the touches and stuff he was getting. So he definitely I don't I can't see him being top five as a receiver because when did he break on, like, obviously they use him as a running back and stuff later on uh, in his first year and past that, his second and third year. But before that, like, I don't think anybody was thinking about him as a top five receiver, especially not going into last season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last year, or going to last season, they was trying to say Ayuk was going to be the number one. But I mean, I agree with, I agree with Nahil um, to an extent as well. Like, you know, he a football player. He putting yeah. up the numbers in both positions. But, that's another thing too. I think Cole might have said it. Like he don't want them touches, you know, at running back because obviously body gonna break down quicker. That's why they ain't gonna give him the money. And San Francisco good for not giving people, you know, their money. They they on to the next. We see that with the running backs. We see that with some receivers as well. So, but I think I don't, I wouldn't say top five, but he definitely on that cusp. He probably like at least going from last year like about seven, six, seven, in my opinion yeah. for sure. I don't think I can do an order either. I want I want somebody to do an order, but. I think if I had to do my top five, it probably I think Devontae out there for me right now since yeah, CD Lamb gonna have a breakout year too. He got the opportunity too, yeah. He yeah. does. He does. I ain't gonna put in top five though. I just can't put no Dallas Cowboy in my top five of anything. Nah, not top five. Mike Evan and Chris Goodwin, honorable yeah. mentions. Honorable mentions for sure. For sure. I don't but I don't know. It's just like or well, they don't take away from each other, but it's like, you know. That's probably that's definitely there. top. That's top. What that's top three receiving cores probably. Yeah, you know, they got bro from the Falcons too. Even though the Falcons are trash, they got bro. Um, Russell Gage. He's pretty yeah. solid. They still got um, what? 
tight end. Who is y'all receiver? We got Christian. We Kirk got we got Christian Kirk. We got Marvin Jones. We got a couple people. Don't worry about us. We'll be straight in a couple years. That's a long couple years. We'll be waiting on that, but. Again, like I said, appreciate you guys uh, for coming on. Like I said, hit that hour mark. We're about to wrap it up a little bit. Um, before we go, um, kind of go, we can kind of go around the horn. Um, maybe like just one goal for this season for your for yourself uh, or for your team or both. Um, so Reese, I'll start with you. Like I said, been on campus one week. Hopefully, you enjoying it so far. But uh, one goal that you may have for yourself as a player coming in, then one goal that you hope the team achieves as well. Uh, my one goal is just to start and just outwork. That's that's it. Feel that, Nahil, What you got? Um, mine personally is to get as healthy as I can possible. Um, so I can be able to start like what we said, get some playing time. I definitely have an opportunity, and then for the team to we have a great opportunity. We have a bunch of returners. Bunch of seniors are all coming back, so to get that Patriot League championship this year will be uh, icing on the cake. Cole, one goal. I think uh, step up in that, uh, you know, take that next role, be uh, start putting in and get more touches, and then also, like now, I'll say we've been uh, this be three times, last three times we played, and we've been up at halftime, and we fold the bag and lose the Patriot League championship. So you know, kind of got that hunger. And that drive, so that's what I want to get as a team. Whatever it takes to get that. Will, what you got? One goal for yourself, one goal for the team. For myself, I want to get a thousand yards receiving. And then the team, I want to go back to back so contract champs. So those are my main two goals right now. All right. And then uh pick it if you could one uh even for yourself, one goal for your, you know, for yourself as a coach, for your new, for your new squad, your new school, and then um, maybe for these guys as well, one goal that you want to see them uh, achieve. Uh, one goal for myself is to uh, get back and have a uh, uh, a region a wide receiver, all region. Um, a goal for Reese, um, just just to be able to to get that college experience and be able to play as many games as he can this, this upcoming season. Uh, for now, like he said, get healthy. Um, be able to get back out on the field and do what he loves. Um, you know, hearing that he had had that injury, you know, that, that hurt me because he, he was going into having a, a great year, you know. So for him to get back out there and do what he loves. Uh, for Cole, just, you know, continue doing what he's doing and, and, and get the reps and, and be able to possibly get his first, you know, touchdown this upcoming year. Um, for Will, I mean, a lot of people know, you know, that this, this could possibly be his final year. Um, so like he said, you know, over a thousand yards for me, I, I really want him to get 1500, um, probably get about 130 catches and at least 15 touchdowns and had the opportunity to, to continue taking care of his family. Feel that. Hopefully, so hopefully all these things definitely come true. Um, so we've been keeping an eye on you guys and definitely looking forward to your guys' upcoming season, um, checking you guys out and even hopefully having you back on maybe for like a little mid-season check-in, see how you guys doing, how the season's going, and, um, you know, praying for good health and, uh, and a good year for you all. So definitely appreciate, you know, you guys coming on and being a part of this tonight. Dad, you got anything? Uh, nah, like you said, uh, everything you said I agree with. You know, appreciate all y'all coming on. Um, 
you know, some of y'all came a long way. Will, I've been watching you since freshman year. And then the Hill and Cole, I went to the field a couple times with y'all when uh, with Zach and um, I forgot, Christian and Jordan. We used to go to the field, picking them letters to the field. So I've seen where you came from, Cole, when you first started, you know, developing into receiver in the Hill. Your growth is, a, you know, playing both ways. So proud of y'all. And I hope that, uh, Reese, you have a good upcoming freshman and you get that playing uh, experience valuable experience. So appreciate y'all coming on and I wish y'all a great 2020 season. Stay healthy. Of course, and Coach Regan, you too as well. Northview, mm -hmm. I hope y'all have a successful season win the region championship. I don't know what what are y'all, 5 Yeah, we 5 We You should be ahead. You're not confident that y'all going? <laughs> we got, well, the, the, the two top dogs is, is Kale and Cambridge and they both returning major numbers. I mean, we, we were very young last year. So if anything, uh, we could possibly wind up, you know, playing for the playing for the third or fourth seed to get into the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. That's growth right there. Like you said, yeah, Kel's always been a monster. Um, yeah. but definitely wishing Kel got a whole new coach staff. The uh the head the, the head coach that was at Westlake last year, the new head mm. coach. Okay, so they going over a little they going through some changes as well. So like I said, maybe opportunity and growth. But like I said, definitely appreciate everybody for being on. Um you know. Appreciate you know everybody that was watching. I was listening in. Um, definitely make sure you guys follow us at WTG MTM Podcast on Twitter. But the game means to me on Instagram and Facebook as well. And um, yeah, like I said, appreciate you fellas for coming on. Hope you guys have a, you know, a great season. We'll check in with you guys later. And um, like I said, hopefully have you on. But other than that, um, that does it for another episode of What the Game Means to Me, special edition, wide receiver room. And um, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. Appreciate it. Thank you. Nice to have you.